Good evening, friends, and welcome back to Live Reality Games. Starting a bit late today, I hope this is streaming on Facebook as we talk. This is your network of creators. We're making our favorite shows into our reality. I'm your host, Kirk, today, and we're here to break down everything that just went down in Survivor Season 41, Episode 11, titled Do or Die, but maybe should be titled Die or Do or Die. So like always, this will be full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched it yet, head out, watch the episode. But before you leave, hit the subscribe button and notification bell so you can hear about everything dropping in the LRG community. Today's takeover is the amazing new charity survivor that maybe you saw this season, Can You Survive? And with us today, you know Cameron from our podcast recapping that specific survivor season. but also playing in Survivor, Brooklyn South, and Surviving Maine. Always good to see you. Welcome, Cam. Thanks, Kirk. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I love the new tagline. That was very well put together, and I love the new episode title as well. I think that was uh, I was shocked <laughs> at that at those odds when they revealed that. So that was a very nice twist on that. <laughs> oh man, that is like the craziest, suckiest thing ever. Uh, but before we get right into it, we are also going to have another special guest um, who I will introduce when he arrives. Uh, the man, the myth, and legend, Brandon, will be with us as well later on. Oh, <laughs> speak of the devil twice in a Perfect row. Timing. It's like when I say this man's name, he appears. <laughs> Like, uh, like that would be the perfect husband. Um, welcome. <laughs> um, you guys know him. He started hosting cruise adventures at Disney to now hosting survivor <laughs> adventures of his own. Brandon, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Just in time, it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, on the spot. Like, this is perfect. If this was your entrance in the play, you hit it spot on, my friend. Good Great. timing. Great. <laughs> now, to, to, to kind of fill everybody in at home, this is an interesting episode because Cam and I have watched uh, episode 11. Brandon was in rehearsal and has been completely spoiled, uh, but has not actually watched the episode. So we're gonna we're gonna recap it like we always do and break it down. But we're gonna get some really live opinions from Brandon. And also coming up in this episode, we are gonna play an immunity challenge between the three of us with the game within the game Rebus, and the first player to solve it um, instantly gets to go to the final two. So that's a good position to be in. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm bummed that you spoiled that twist, Kirk. Mostly because I thought it would have been funny for Brandon to pretend like he saw the episode, and then everyone in the comments being like, "What is this guy talking about?" <laughs> yes, we could be just like Survivor Cam and not give the survivors any sort of semblance of the strategy that they should use before they make a decision. This is the new Survivor, friends, and welcome to Do or Die episode 11. Uh, before we get into it, Brandon, what's your feeling from the season overall so far? Um, I mean, I feel like I have the very like cynical approach to the, how the season is going. Um, like I love the cast, um, like absolutely love the cast. And I feel like they deliver on the episodes where there isn't a twist. Um, like, like the, tw the twists have kind of been like, in my opinion, ruining it um because like we saw it i can't remember if it was last episode or the episode before 
it was like one of the best episodes of the season, in my opinion. And it was an episode where no double votes were played. There was no like weird thing that they added. It was just a regular episode of Survivor. So maybe I'm just like into the old school uh, too much, but I, yeah. Well, you're pre preaching to the choir here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Cam, do you have a similar feeling or not? I think I, I maybe it's a hot take, but I, I think aside from this episode, most of the twists ha have been good. I mean, I there's a few things I like about the twists. I mean, I'm not like all new school survivor, but I, I like um, one that I feel like the, the, the kind of confluence of, of twists has kind of leveled the playing field a little bit. You know, like if everybody has something, nobody has something. I think we saw, I don't know if it was Shan or Ricard saying, oh, I can't, I can't say that I want to target Nasir because he has an idol because Shan also has an idol and Xander has an idol and so-and-so has an extra vote. So if I say that, then they're all going to get threatened. And I kind of feel like it levels the playing field of like, hey, maybe I'm not you can't kind of say certain things or doesn't necessarily make you a target just for having something. And it, it kind of spreads out the wealth a little bit. And I think the way they did it was also a, a good way to maybe uh, break down some of those old stereotypes of, of how advantages are being found. Um, but then I also like how they brought people together. I mean, I love the idea of bringing people from the different tribes together, pre-swap. It was fun to see the, the summit, the overnight summit. I think we really learned a lot about the characters like uh, Sydney and Tiffany and Brad that were there. I mean, I think there were interesting ways to show dynamic. And I thought that, yes, a lot of the conversation revolved around the twist, but each person had their own way of approaching that. And I, I, I found that interesting, at least like how um, how their minds were working about the twists. Um, and then the last thing that I love about the twist is I, I really love the concept of the extra votes. Um, I think especially playing a lot of the live reality games, a lot of it becomes kind of a simple math problem. You know, I have five, you have four, you know, five and four, you're out, you know, as Brad Culpepper would say. And so it becomes that simple math problem. And I think with the extra votes, we haven't really seen it come into play that much, but not being able to confidently say, well, the other side has three votes or four votes, you know, like having that question in the back of your mind, well, do they have six, do they have seven? You know, like that is, you know, a, a different element of strategy that I think, unfortunately we haven't seen really come to play, but I think it's a really cool concept that I think they could build on. I think it would have come into play if, if they didn't tell everyone what they had. Yeah. That's I feel true. <laughs> <laughs> like if someone was able to keep something a secret, then maybe something would happen, but that's been a problem. <laughs> totally. And like, uh, this is my only concern with the twist. Like I agree with you, Cam. I like new twists and survivor, but I think the titles, for the twists have been uh, not leading the players in the right direction. Like knowledge is power is not what that twist should be called. It should be called ignorance is bliss. Don't tell anybody, Psst, keep a secret. Knowledge is not power. And then we were just joking about this earlier. The episode is called do or die, but Brandon, the twist is let's just break it down because this like, the first person who falls from the immunity challenge, we can break down the immunity challenge twist, has to draw, has a do or die scenario. It's called do or die, but the odds are uh, two in three that you lose. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a 66% chance. And also, Cam, what is this season's obsession with like sixes? Like a 16% <laughs> chance to stick in, a 66% chance to lose? I don't get it. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the monster, the the six six six, the devil. I still don't know what the monster is. You know, like I I that's the one thing about the the, the whole season that I don't get. The, like I do miss the lack of a, a theme a little bit, especially if they were advertising about the monster. I wish that would come into play somehow. I'm yeah. missing that. And then in terms of the new editing, I really like that a lot. Aside from Jeff Probst's, you know, breaking the fourth wall. I I, I every time it comes on screen, I can't help but just say, "Shut up, Jeff!" Like I can't. Uh, I can't with it. Like. I just I don't need it. I don't know who that's for. Uh, maybe it's for the kids. It, it maybe helps them, but I, I don't like it at all. I to I totally love it. I actually don't mind it either. I, I like when he breaks the fourth wall. <laughs> but it no, it's a it's a it's an ego thing, Cam. It's not it's not it's a it's oh, personal. You all, actually, it validates me being at all these LRGs and talking to the audience <laughs> at home. And I'm like, oh, uh, Jeff does it now. So now it's okay. Right. I can do this. Like, <laughs> like before I was breaking the rules. I can't tell things. People at Survival Challenge would be like, Kirk, you're telling them too much. They don't know this person has an idol. But I'm like, I do. Can't I tell them at home? And I've, I've totally gotten in trouble before. They're like, you're you're showing too much, buddy. Um <laughs> So that's interesting. Um, six six six, totally. <laughs> I think that's the that's the thing. Um, this episode starts with Liana. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of an ironic quote coming from Danny and Deshaun, um, <laughs> blaming everything on Ricard. Cam. Yeah, I thought the interesting the the beginning of the episode was really interesting. I mean, I thought we got like a. I I mean, this is a little uh, like. Ricard just tearing into Deshaun's game. I mean, that confessional was really interesting. I mean, just from like a understanding Deshaun as a player, I feel like that really undercut him as the audience of like, how can we kind of like necessarily root for him unless maybe they're setting up Ricard as the new villain or something like that. And then Xander was getting confessional after confessional and even the little clips at camp of just being so overly cocky. I literally wrote Xander's going home too cocky in that first five minutes. And I was surprised that, that he didn't end up going home. I, I don't know where that was coming from. That was a, a crazy set of confessionals. I, I love the whole Xander's like, I'm finally playing Survivor. <laughs> it's day 20. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because this kid has had so many powers, but because of this new survivor, it's the powers have taken away his uh, ability to make moves in the game. So, so it's he finally is able to do something. It's interesting. It's definitely. I also felt like it was a, a real clear example of just like the nuances of playing from the bottom versus playing from the top. Like playing from the bottom, you can just be who you are and maybe you just want to be a little bit nicer you know he was giving up the rewards or something but like he was still playing really hard and as soon as he was on the top like as a viewer i felt like oh no like you are being way too cocky and it's just that absolute power corrupts absolutely and i think it is i think it's understated maybe in survivor how hard it is to play with the lead a little bit you know it's like you see all these come from behind stories and it's hard to be the kim spradlin or the boston rob and and play with the lead the whole game you know it, it's it's harder than you think to reel that in yeah, I watched both of you do it in a season of Survivor, <laughs> and I'm it was, cer certain it was, it was not so, easy. It was so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm certain it was at times, and not super cuffed. Um, Deshaun has an interesting moment too. He he's talking about how his game is so is is so hard based on what Shan did at the end of the last episode where she um said Deshaun was a snake 
and Ricard had her vote to win. Brandon, as a host and a player, what is your takeaway when a player says those things as they're leaving tribal council? So wait, Deshaun said it was hard for him because he she said that? Yes, correct. Okay, so I would be more worried if I was Ricard had she said that. Like, if someone said something good to me on their way out, I'd be like, fuck, I'm out. Like, there's no way that's good. Someone going to the jury and, like, talking me up. Um, so I, I would want to be in, I mean, I wouldn't want to be called a snake. But, like, I would rather be called a snake, someone going out, than saying I'm going to get a vote. Um, I mean, no one would trust me. But, like, you know. Who's to say? <laughs> I mean, we could go back to season one. Richard Hatch was the original snake and he won. Maybe it's right. a good thing. Yeah. I, I wrote in my notebook, can a snake win? But I didn't even think of, yeah, season one, obviously a snake would win. He, he won the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would agree, Brandon. I was curious. So I, I don't understand why Ricard didn't come back and say like, hey, like, I don't think she was doing me any favors and it wasn't clear. I, I still, I didn't read much of the post game press from Shan. So I don't know, maybe one of you can enlighten me. I don't know if she was calculated or if that was just a, you know, a, a, a kind of in the moment thing, but I don't think if, if her true emotions were, Hey, you know, I applaud you Ricard saying that to Ricard definitely doesn't help him in any way. So it was definitely not a good thing for either of them. So I, I kind of thought they would bond over it and said they kind of butted heads over it, which I was a little surprised. I feel like just based on the editing of the last episode um, and I mean, uh, the editing of the season in general, since the merge, I feel like her reaction after being voted out was genuine. She was actually rooting for Ricard and she was actually pissed at, at Deshaun. Um, that, that was my gut feeling when it actually happened. Um, yeah. But I also didn't watch any post game. I, I felt like it was genuine too. And, and I think it was one of those, you know, you're just in shock after being voted out and you say something yeah. like that. And yeah, I don't, I don't think ever being mentioned by the person being voted out, you know, you want to hide behind someone. You never want them to say your name. I don't think that's good for either of them. Yeah. I get what Deshaun's saying. I mean, being painted as a snake with a lot of game left to play, you know, it's one thing to be called a snake at final tribal council, but it's another thing to be called a snake when you have to work with people and get people to vote with you. I mean, that's, that's right. going to be tough to come back from. Definitely. Yeah. Ricard has a, a pretty uh, killer quote in this opening confessional where he says he's talking about um, really Deshaun, but Deshaun and Danny and how they can't commit to one person. And I found that very ironic coming from Ricard. From him? Else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is ironic. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Times have changed in two days, Ricard. <laughs> Overnight, actually. Um, I also have to do a shout out because last week we had the same thing. Consumer Cellular, what are you doing by ruining Survivor for these new fans? They once again gave away the ending of a season in their commercial by Was showing this a different when... one. I I'm, yes. I, I know last last season showed a winners at war. I I, I was trying not to pay attention to any commercials this time, but what's Good. what season did they spoil this time? Ghost Island. They literally spoiled Wendell winning, which was a really uh, uh, pretty uh, important uh, tri final tribal in Survivor history. And yeah. <laughs> no surprise now to anybody who watched this episode. What <laughs> or, or, what or is this happening? episode now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. We're also spoiling Ghost Island here, people. I, I don't know. I feel like they there's a million 
uh, moments in Survivor to edit into a commercial why they're taking be those any, moments. Any little individual immunity win or something as a powerful moment or or anyone walking out. Yeah, like why the winning or the final, you know, something in a finale just should never be in a commercial. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's the it's, real it's, drop the four though they don't care about those first 40 seasons this is right season exactly You're this not, is, you know yeah. they, they don't care about the past <laughs> anymore so why aren't they already on netflix hmm. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that sweet sweet paramount plus money you know yeah exactly. <laughs> it must be better than netflix money although i worked for netflix for one day this summer and they, <laughs> they money is good just saying <laughs> if you get a netflix gig take it people right. even hourly the money is fantastic so anyways just putting that out there uh, <laughs> cough cough unsolved mysteries call me again thank you um <laughs> so we end up going to uh uh, oh, Leon, the other thing we see that I think is really important is Liana wants revenge. Um, uh, Cam, when uh, ha, Cam, have you ever been burned at tribal council where you did not know what was happening? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, and I, I feel like that the revenge is hard to quell. You know, it's like it's hard to... Um, and I, I think that's a good reason, maybe a good reason why I lost Surviving Maine. It's it's hard to contain those emotions and then react rationally to the other people. And I think she did a good job of going to her allies and saying, I'm really pissed. I need to do this. And maybe it wasn't so over to the other side. I mean, we obviously saw how it ended up for her. It was kind of out of her hands. But I, I think the worst thing you can do in that situation is kind of scorch earth and kind of say anything mean to the other side of things. Um, keep it within your alliance. Keep it within yourself. Blow that steam off. It's natural. You're going to have that. But um, try to go to the other side with a with a you know a, a calmer face at least you know you don't you don't want to show them that it's either getting to you or that you're mad at them or anything because that can close bridges um and, and really turns people off and i'm thinking that maybe is what uh happened to liana in some ways i mean she i feel like that had already started clearly because she had closed off her ties to yasa yasa yeah. and um uh it, I, I, I think it goes back to this knowledge is power advantage. And I think that I think it fucked her over. <laughs> I... Yeah, she, she made a move yeah. too early. I mean, I, I would never recommend anyone making a move. Was that at final 11? Right. Yeah. I, I, I would never have, or maybe even final 12, actually, because it was it was Sydney's vote out. Um, yeah. yeah. So I. I personally would just never recommend making a move before the single digits, uh, unless you know you're in a really small tribe and it's it's necessary. But at a merge like that, I mean, you can't do something that visible, especially something that could go wrong in, in the way that it did. And I, I just there wasn't much room for her to recover once you're that visibly kind of fooled um, mm -hmm. and also visibly shown to have flipped on a group. You know, it's it's one of those things of just a, a little bit too early. I mean, that's why they have those sweet numbers, you know, the the sevens, the the nines, you know, there's there's a little bit later in the game when you have those maneuverability. On via we get to Via Cana day 20 and uh Danny has um an uh, I, I found a, it was it was potent to me. It, it kind of made uh it impacted me with with my life and my relationship, he talks about um, growing up, wanting his dad to be Superman. His uh, uh, dad passed, and and the the living in the shadow of his dad's passing all of these years, and feeling like he wants to make him proud. Now, I loved this whole 
This is what I live for when I watch Survivor. And it doesn't have to be real Survivor. Live reality games, it happens occasionally when it's a rough rough season for players. But when we see them persevere, and Jeff Probst even mentions it at Tribal Council, we don't get to see your highs unless we see your lows. And I absolutely feel it. I loved this moment from Danny. And I felt like this was his most winner edit in the traditional edit that we've gotten so far. I can't believe he got a confessional. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little worried. I wrote uh, Danny content. Is is he going? Because, you know, it's one of those things of like you get that right. kind of emotional build this late into the season. You know, you worry, oh, is that kind of the last little punch before they go? Um, I agree, Kirk. It was it was really meaningful. I mean, I just think the way that uh, Danny, I just love as a as a character on our television screen. He seems so measured every time he's kind of discussing something and to show a little bit of vulnerability in this way, you know, it's something I relate to as well. Um, just, it was really cool to see. And, and I think it was a good way to flesh out his character. And I'm intrigued where that means that he could potentially go, you know, moving forward. Yeah, part of me is still worried because he created this core four, or he didn't create the core four, but they we had this, um, whatever you call it, the camp out, the luau, the uh, whatever alliance name you've given the uh, the four members. But I have a theory, and and this is a few episodes ago that I was just talking to Dustin about before we we talked. Oh, my little oh. <laughs> my little guy fell down. I, I hope this is not a sign um, of something. I don't know what it'd be a sign of, but um, I wonder. You know, I wonder how, if, I'm going to switch gears totally. I've, I've totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Probst asks us the question, what would you do when this twist is brought up? And I think this is a really important thing to talk about because he tells us, Brandon, that you can either play this challenge and if you're the first person to drop you will then be potentially not safe and eliminated without votes cast at you or you don't play the challenge and he says to the camera what would you do brandon literally what would you do i wouldn't do it you wouldn't play well, I looked up what the challenge was, so it would base, be based on the challenge. And based ah. on the challenge that it was, I would absolutely not do it. No questions uh, asked. Wouldn't do uh, it. Cam, what do you think your choice would have been? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it either. I got I got Malcolm's shaky hands. I couldn't yeah, do the challenge. I, um, I did too. So like, I was I, surprised I maybe this is a very popular you know, survivor, uh, challenge. It's one that I would expect, you know, with a year of, of waiting that maybe they all would have tried at home a little bit. So they might've had a better yeah. understanding. So I was surprised to see someone drop out so soon that opted to play like Deshaun. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't see the benefit of doing this. I, I honestly, if I was on the Island, I might've, and I don't know if Jeff would have allowed this. I might've just said to the tribe, let's none of us play, right? Like what, who needs it? Like, we'll just be honest about this. We'll, you know, like I, I would have offered, hey, let's all just veto this <laughs> this concept, this thing. I don't know if he allowed them That's to talk fun. about it. I definitely would have said that. And I I, I don't know. I, I have a follow-up question. What if only one person decided to do it? What did they explain? They did not explain that. That also I would have that that might have been my second suggestion is hey, why doesn't one person just take immunity? But how would you agree who that one person Right. Is? No one would ever agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's a that's a great conversation to watch. 
I don't yeah. I, like even if it doesn't pan out, I would love to see the aftermath more than even the conversation. Like what happens right. when when Brandon had two people that said, oh, my gosh, they want to give Brandon immunity. Well, well, Cam, I mean, why? Why did they want to give Brandon immunity and not you? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. so much you could do with that. And it's almost a missed opportunity, which I feel I hate to say, I think all the the twists and uh, immunity idols this season have been missed opportunities. Literally. Just, just literally, like Jeff said it in that one episode when Xander didn't find the uh, clue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he even looked for it too. Like he was looking around the bench. <laughs> it's yeah. so bizarre how no advantages or powers have, have made, have they made any difference besides Erica's? Uh, Erica's, I, I would say Shan's extra vote and a little bit oh, this episode's yep. Xander's extra vote, a, a tiny bit. I mean, I, we, we can get to that later, but yeah, I mean, they really haven't had a lot of impact, which is another reason maybe why I, I haven't, I don't have a negative feeling about them because I feel like they've been a lot of noise, but they realistically haven't impacted the game too much aside from maybe how the, the interplay works. But yeah, I agree, Kirk, that would have been an amazing conversation to have similar to maybe the conversation of when they were bargaining for the uh, extra food at the challenge and they had to get four people to step up, you know, who steps up, who volunteers kind of thing. And, and, and maybe some sort of back and forth like that to make it better. I mean, the twist itself is uh, kind of a, it's, it's heresy to my view of Survivor in general. I mean, I think the concept of taking away someone's agency, their vote in the game, I, I don't like a steal a vote. I don't like anything like that. I mean, like your vote should be sacred. I mean, maybe you can get an extra vote, but removing your ability to vote and, and do the process of Survivor and having tribal council is just, to me, it's, it's that that's bogus. Yeah, I've, I've always been more comfortable with twi twists regarding no votes in LRGs that I've watched, I've always been more comfortable when the player had agency to take away their vote, not based on luck, but based on ex they knew exactly what they were getting from that decision. Right. Give up your vote to get something or exactly. something like that. Yeah, that's a little bit different where you have that agency to give up your vote. But here it's like, ah, you know, I'm kind of kind of screwed. And to have it this late in the game is ridiculous too. I mean, you're at final seven. And and does Jeff know the magic numbers? Because final seven is normally one of the most interesting tribal councils that you have. And so to potentially lose that in the end game is is fascinating to me too. Wait, so obviously only one person left. So like whoever did it wasn't eliminated, correct? Yes. Um, yeah, so who was it? And um, what would have happened if they were eliminated? Would they still have had another vote at Tribal no, Council? No, so Jeff specified that... It, uh, so so Deshaun was... So five people opted in. Everyone besides uh, Liana and Heather played. So I was surprised by that because I thought the edit was hinting at Heather being the one to get screwed by... Uh, I did too, honestly. Um, so those five played. Deshaun dropped out. Got to be within thirty seconds. It, it was it was bad, and then everyone went. Everyone else went pretty far. Mm. Um, and then Jeff specified that he'll do the the challenge, the do or die challenge at Tribal. If he dies, that's it. We go we go on with our lives. We we do another cycle, and we have our final six. If he survives, then they'll immediately go to vote, which is what happened. Interesting. Yeah, to be specific, Jeff Probst said to Deshaun, you didn't even last not even three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, this challenge uh, uh, can be rough for uh, shaky hands, but usually it's not even that rough. 
we we even have a makeshift version of this for Coco Pele, and I've seen it for other seasons as well. So that is that is a quick fall, Deshaun. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh, but all also when you get these close ups of the challenges, I mean, it's just like watching a live game. You could see the imperfections of the wood from uh, from the green pieces to the red pieces. I mean, they're clearly handmade <laughs> and clearly I mean, it makes me wonder, like, oh, is the red set a little bit better than the green set? Because it's it's a the way this challenge works, um, we call it Amanda's last stand because um, <laughs> at the end of Micronesia, she she really had to win this. And um, there's a divot in the wood, you know, right at the top. And I always wonder, because this isn't like a cookie cutter type cut you put into a piece of wood. It's very much like you took your Dremel and you just went in there. So I wonder constantly if it's, uh, they're clearly not perfect. I mean, but we could give it for all survivor challenges. You could, you could say that for even the sanding around the edge. Cause a lot of it is about the friction between the pieces to keep them together. So the sanding on the right. edges, I mean, this is a really hard one to ever make truly fair for sure. And mm -hmm. so if they, if they wanted to do something tricky, I mean, obviously, you know, they do draw for spots generally. So maybe, you know, hypothetically it's random, but if we want to get our conspiracy hats on, you know, we can put our tinfoil hats on. It's <laughs> not a hard one to believe that they're impacting. But I, I love this challenge. It's one of my favorites. They can go to it all the time. I, I adore it. The only time I didn't like it is when, uh, who, who had the second chance? Poor Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm. yeah, yeah. Poor Malcolm, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know about that. but <laughs> It's not a good one for a second chance because it's if you're not good at it, you're not good at it. You know, it's yeah. not a, there's definitely a better challenge where a second chance really actually works but in this one it's kind of like right. you're gonna drop you're gonna drop yeah what do you guys think about the strategy for it so in the episode we saw ricard and danny both try either underhand holding or overhand holding it looked like xander was overhand the whole time i don't know what i would do what do you, what do you guys think you would do i mean i would be terrible at both but i kind of like um uh, i think it was amanda's strategy of one one way and one the other mm. um i feel like it would give more I mean, a little bit more balance, maybe, because you can at least go against the other hand. I don't know. I've never tried it either. When when I tried it in real life, I did overhand. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Benjamin, yeah, I, I'm the same. Absolutely. Like, but it was natural. Like, I'm a very tall person. So, like, underhand, I don't know, it would have felt a little bit awkward, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's in my garage. I could go get it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like under would be really hard to push to to lift up and push in. Like that's such an awkward stance yeah. to be. I thought in. underhand felt really awkward. My only idea was maybe they so they they had three rounds, right? And you had to put it down in between each round. It looked like at least Danny was overhand for two rounds, and then underhand. Maybe it's a slightly different muscle pull, and so you know if you yeah. exhaust your muscles this way, you're kind of fresh if you switch them. So maybe it was kind of like trying oh. to get fresh muscles a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always intrigued at how you can break the challenges a little bit or give yourself a tiny bit of an advantage. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So switching your grip, it's it's getting the blood flow to a different area of your body. So maybe there was uh, a little bit more stamina he had because of that. Yeah, that's interesting. And I don't remember specifically how many minutes passed between uh, rounds. I think, was, I think it was five for the first two. And then as long as you could go on the last one, I think I think he said five, but I'm not sure. OK. Interesting. Um, uh, Danny wins. He 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 nails it with that underhand position at the end of it. And uh, 
we saw Xander, or who was the, who, the last two were Xander and Ricard. Am I correct there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, with Erica, Erica went second out. So she she narrowly missed that do or die twist. Um, Danny made his dad, uh, in his confessional, made his dad proud. What a beautiful full circle for a confessional. Yeah, and this is the the new editing that I love. I mean, this isn't the Jeff talking to the camera, but the kind of um, the flashbacks to real life, kind of the stuff they've taken a little bit from Australian Survivor. I really think that that humanizes the characters, and especially with COVID, it's an interesting way to kind of see their kind of home lives and things like that that we you know haven't seen in a, a past season. So I I really liked the kind of montage Danny got today. And then we get the uh, very quick decision-making. We get to uh, figure out who's going to be voted out, potentially, because they don't know if they need to vote somebody out. So strategy is super limited. In fact, I posted my post about watch us, uh, watch uh, this recap. And there was still, they were at Tribal Council and there was like 30 minutes left in the episode. And I'm like, there's, there's, uh, there's no way Deshaun is going home on do or die. Did you yeah, feel the same I, way? I wrote, it's only 8.33. And me and my <laughs> girlfriend both looked at each other like, there's no way he's going home, right? And I, I, it didn't make any sense to me, you know, how they would have fit that in. It's just like when, um, when there's so much time left and you're like, and there's the possibility of it tying at Tribal Council and you're like, oh, it's definitely tying tonight. <laughs> We're we're getting too good, probes. You gotta you gotta trick us even harder. You gotta figure it out, buddy. We're <laughs> getting good. Um, uh, Xander is uh, pushing at first for he says Deshaun was the plan, and Xander's telling us that he wants to keep threats around. Uh, we saw uh, in an LRG a player Allison in Northwestern who was eliminated was saying the same thing right before her elimination, and so I was feeling uh, a, a little bit nervous at that point for Deshaun, even though it was the do or die twist. I'm like, oh God, he's going to go. They're already talking about his name too much. And um, Erica comes across uh, marking Ricard as the biggest threat um, to win this game and that her head is spinning. There is a lot of people spinning in all sorts of directions. And the strategy made no sense to me with the <laughs> eventual outcome. <laughs> I, I think it made a lot of sense to me. I, I think I was saying oh, yeah. Kirk, before before we jumped on that, the having to plan for a tribal that may or may not happen really limits your options because you can't swing for the fences because if the tribal never happens, then you're sitting on this plan, this bomb that, you know, like, you know, when we play the live reality games, Brandon, you know, like you have 30 minutes to hold a plan together. And that's really easy. You know, it's really hard for mm -hmm. a plan to kind of come full circle and back around on you in 30 minutes. But in yeah. 12 hours, you know, that 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 percentage goes up. And then when you miss tribal and have to do another two days and that mm -hmm. plan is sitting out there that never got to come together, it's like, I think that's probably why Ricard ended up being safe is just the potential for it not to happen and, and sit and boil was just too much for them. So they had to go the easy route. I don't know why the easy route wasn't Deshaun. So Deshaun, I mean, oh, a... so, so Deshaun was immune, Brandon. So by being by oh. doing the do or die, not dying meant he was immune. So Danny and Deshaun were both technically immune for the vote. 
Okay. A, a little well, wonky. I like the twist even less. <laughs> it's, I, I, I agree with Cam in the sense that this is a great, like, even number round twist because uh, ties don't always happen when you want them to at eight or at 10 or at six. Um, maybe this is a better twist even after the shot is in the dark is gone, which this was also the last round for the shot in the dark, which oh, even was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. And which... Leanna had a confessional about using it and then didn't use it, which led me to believe that at least she had some sort of assurance from Erica who planted herself as the swing vote that right. Liana would have four votes to, to get Ricardo. Interesting. So am I correct that Sydney was the only player to play the shot in the dark and had she not and just voted, she would have still been in the game. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. You are correct. It's only Once... ever been negative. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can debate the Chantel extra vote and we're going to debate the Xander extra vote this round, but I still, I'm putting it out there that these twists have been terrible for the players this season. Uh, our, our fan Snyder predicts Deshaun would be safe and that he will be the winner of 41. Interesting take. I, I, I'm actually curious. And Brandon, I think this is something that, you know, not even seeing the episode, I think you can weigh in a lot on. But I, I don't know if either of you guys are really into the, the edgic world, but it's yeah. been it's been like a a I don't know, a, a series of, cult, you know, series of unfortunate events for for edgic. I feel like it's the most like unpredictable one in a while. You know, like they yeah. had Tiffany and Tiffany went, Evie, Evie went, uh, Shan, then Shan went. And so now it was a big civil war this week of, I think Julia was on the podcast last week, Kirk, saying that Erica was her pick. I know a lot of people were in Ricard's boat. A lot of people were in Deshaun's boat. All three of them survive. I don't know what, which way are you guys leaning? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's so, yeah, it's so hard. Cause like a lot of the people that are left and they are doing a different style of editing. So like, it's, it's hard to predict, but based on the editing of the previous 40 seasons, I wouldn't predict any of them because none of them have had a quote unquote positive edit. They've all been like, they've all messed up at some point slash they weren't visible during the pre-merge. So like, it's so hard to even begin to guess. Like last week after the episode, my guess was Ricard. And I guess since he survived this week, my guess would still be Ricard. Um, but I mean, who the fuck knows, honestly? I, I think that's a good guess. And that's where I would I would go to, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'd lean that way. I mean, if 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 in traditional editing, maybe Shan was kind of the the, the big bad that Ricard's slain and now he is the kind of the dragon slayer and, and can waltz his way and, and take that kind of pelt with him to tribal council. But I feel like Deshaun's getting a lot of interesting content. I do agree with some of the things about what people said about Erica, although her edit this episode was very underwhelming. I mean, she didn't get a confessional until right the literally the last confessional before tribal council. It was she was she had nothing. I was expecting, you know, she had put together that tied vote. We didn't get to hear from her in that opening segment before the challenge to say, hey, you know, that plan worked. And it was weird to hear from, I think we heard from everyone besides Heather, obviously, um, in that beginning <laughs> segment. Um, and we didn't hear from Erica. So I think that that bothers me. And I maybe Danny's coming on strong. We've gotten consistent stuff from Xander. I mean, I I, I, I see, I, I'm, I'm at a loss. So that's why I think our, our draft will be very interesting. It will be. I think. I think Heather's playing hard. It's we have the one. 
we had we had the one moment where heather is like as sincere as possible where she's like she's like yeah i'm with you or whatever she said and i'm like okay I believe Heather, so I hope that's the move I'm supposed to see. If she won the game, I'm like, okay, that's that's a move. Heather did; she agreed with somebody here, so that's something that happened with Heather. Uh, I don't know. Okay, this is going to bring us to our immunity challenge, and what uh, you actually win if you solve the cipher of this week's game within the game puzzle. No cheating allowed. <laughs> don't go to the website. Um, you get first pick in the oh, six-person no. draft. Are you going to like screen share it? And you get to pick who picks second. Well, Ooh. fuck. Yes. High stakes, so, high stakes. High stakes, because if Cam wins, I'm picking last. Four. And if I win, he's picking last. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I might I might want second. I don't want to be stuck with Heather on my second pick. Fair. Fair. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, okay. So uh I'm gonna add to the stream the clue and the first person to say it out loud. And I I don't oh, know man. if we're gonna actually know the answer. Dustin, if you are watching, tell us if we say the answer correctly, <laughs> but we'll probably know because they've been pretty easy. So let's go. Survivors ready. And oh God, I haven't go. done any of these, so this is gonna be fun. Uh, um, there's a house on a cliff. Million. There's a creepy doll. Oh, 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 oh! Arm mist. Oh, our million, million dollar, uh, million dollar uh, prize. Million dollar, uh, million dollar, million dollar mistake. Mistake. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Sorry. Jesus, I shouldn't have yelled. <laughs> you did all the work for me. <laughs> Million dollar mistake, Cameron. So, Dustin, if you're watching, if you remember, this is exactly how we lost that org or live, whatever we Zoom survivor thing we did when we almost said the answer right and did not. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, uh, un, you know, mix up your answer after you're done, Brandon, just like we forgot to in man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally remember that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's oh, I love throwbacks. That's amazing. <laughs> Fudge. Okay. All right. So uh where are we, folks? We're at are we at Tribal Council? Yeah, we're I think we made it to Tribal. I mean, yeah. yeah, this is uh half of the episode is tribal. So we spent 42 minutes talking about uh the first 30 minutes of Survivor. <laughs> so let's get into it. Cam uh tribal happens uh what are some of your hot takeaways from uh this a few things i mean chan's face when they walked in she was staring daggers i loved it classic you know angry last juror it was it was very <laughs> classic i loved it and then they asked eric or not either they 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 asked liana why she sat out the challenge and she was like oh i'm i'm not very good at it and then heather pipes in and this was the funniest Heather moment to me, she goes, yeah, like I didn't play because most of the people I was better at challenges are, are already voted out. And she points <laughs> to the jury. And I was like, why are you making fun of the jury at this point? Never make fun of the jury. Never oh, do that. no. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I was, I was shocked by that. But then we get into a, a really powerful discussion about, um, you know, race in the game and 
I'm definitely not super qualified to speak on it, but it was just really important to watch. I mean, I definitely think, you know, just knowing that these players have to play two games, not only in the game, also in real life. I, I mean, it's just, there's a lot weighing on them and I feel for them in this position and it definitely, you know, impacts the the kind of alliances and strategy that they have to make. And it's, it's unfair. And I, I hope we can get to a point where, you know, it, it, it isn't that way. Mm. Mm. That's potent cam. Um, definitely the, the talk about a game within a game that's that's a that's a re, that's a real life uh game that shouldn't have to be played but is and the it's it's uh, we learn some of us can learn so much when we hear about the burdens that survivor places about people but these real life uh burdens that come into the game i think we learn the most um this was a beautiful beautiful moment and i was Unfortunately, thinking that just like everything this whole season, I'm like, Liana's having such great quotes. Liana has to be going home. Like it's 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 almost this is too good to be true. But my favorite, I have two favorite hot takes before we get into all of the, the beautiful, beautiful reality. We saw real reality TV today, folks. Um, Deshaun trying to pull a Sophie. Uh-uh. Did not work. Um, I I don't know about you, Cam, but I did not believe the tears one bit at all. At I all. Be, I believed them. I the the my girlfriend that was watching with me said that he thought they might have been strategic, and I I don't know. It's hard. I I think they could be both. They could be both real and strategic. I I you know there it never hurts to have crocodile tears at tribal. I think that endears you, right, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> mine were not crocodile tears mine were real <laughs> um but i yeah I don't, I don't know i mean i i th i think the, the the moment was real and i think it was also strategic i i think he was playing both of those games that we were talking about before um and i, I don't blame him one bit for it i think it was a good move i think i think he came out looking great refreshed uh, a, a clean slate for him moving forward with the rest of the group i think and probably better for the jury as well i think it was if it was just a personal moment, it was fantastic. If it was personal and strategic, you know, even better, you know, more kudos to him. What's Absolutely. hot take number two, Kirk? Oh, <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Probst. Uh -oh. I, I, I love your high tops, tops, my friend, but, but you're certainly flooding and to, to, you've always been, been hip JP. I really think those high tops would go really well with some skinny jeans, my friend. Like it's it's gonna it's gonna help out the flooding that we saw tonight, which was which was epic. I felt like the the sea level had risen three feet, and just a, just a little change up, props. You will be with it with the with the kids again, just like that. Some skinny jeans. That's all you have to do, my friend. Keep everything the same. <laughs> do you guys like the the mullet? Are you fans of the Jeff Probst mullet? Kirk loves it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mind it. I. I. I don't. I don't have great hair like you, Cam. So like, I'm a man. A man with great hair. I'm like, flaunt it. If you got it, flaunt it. Like, like. I like it. it. Good. Good for him. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. I. I respect a COVID do. Uh, <laughs> he's like. I feel like he's I'd be like, a hypocrite if not. He's like sixty, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are some thick locks for, for 60 and dark like mm -hmm. like th that if that's natural hair color oh man you got the jeans dude like <laughs> that's it right there like 
put that in a bottle and sell it probes put that in a bottle and that's the reward at uh uh tribal council is your uh dna <laughs> <laughs> um we get the do or die twist and this was another thing that i was not satisfied with do or die sounds like a 50 50 odds opportunity we kind of talked about this already I don't even think Deshaun knew. I, I think he was kind of surprised. It was hard to tell, but we were surprised at home that it was a one out of three shot for safety. And I'm even more shocked that he actually picked it right, um, even though the, the, clearly with 15 minutes being left, it, it was clearly he was going to be safe or, or Jeff had another twist. Yeah. Um, I mean, the... the uh... I'll give Survivor a little bit of the benefit of the doubt is that if you play the Monty Hall problem correctly, it is a 50-50 chance. So for, for Brandon's sake, um, they they pulled out three boxes, right, and told Deshaun inside one of them is safety, inside two of them are a skull, um, and they had Deshaun pick one. And before opening it, they said, all right, we're going to reveal one of the other two, so that, like the classic Monty Hall problem. Um, and so they revealed a skull, and then they gave Deshaun the, the option to keep his original choice or to switch to the other one. Um, and so it, it technically becomes a 50-50 choice if he switches, because that that one that box technically has a one in two chance of, of being correct, whereas the original one was one in three. I was screaming at my television, like, hey, mathematically, you got to switch, you got to switch, you got to switch. This is the Mon And even Xander in the show says, hey, this is the Monty Hall problem um, in, his, in his silly Xander voice. Um, but he doesn't switch, and he, he's safe. So I guess he, know, he knew better than me. He trusted his gut. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. deal or no deal as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, Snyder. That's what that's what we're referring to essentially. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. He he got safety. You're right, Cam. He got the 50-50. He made it through, and he was safe after that, which is crazy to have two people safe at final seven, which really limits what you're going to do. And so then everybody has to go to their backup plans, right? And so what is the backup plan? And it looked like for a second, I thought maybe they were going to tie it again with either maybe a 3-3-1 and then figure out after the fact what we're going to do if we go to a revote, which I don't think is a terrible idea in this type of scenario where, like what you're saying, Cam, if you make a decision early and it doesn't pan out, it could really bite you in the ass uh, two days later. Yeah, I... It... In, I guess what I yeah when I was saying earlier you know you don't want to make that decision I would I would love to know what Erica was thinking in that moment because obviously before she votes she knows hey Danny's safe I get to vote so it's she knows in that moment I get to vote right now and she knows three votes are going on Ricard she could have chosen to vote out Ricard in that moment um, and so it was an interesting decision um, for her to stick with the original group when she was that kind of swing vote and, and knows that Ricard is the the a big threat. I mean, I think it made sense for Xander to do what Xander did. Um, did she know that he was going to play a double vote? That's the thing we don't know. We didn't know as the viewers, actually. I don't think we knew. I don't even think I, I, I don't think even on the watching the votes, did they hint at the double vote coming out until the seventh vote was read and it was the fourth for Liana and the votes weren't done. I don't think I knew that the extra vote was being played. Uh, I don't know. Kirk, correct me if I'm wrong. 
Uh, same. I We had no idea. So once the sixth vote was played, we were at 3-3. Three, three, and then we, uh, if I'm correct, and then yep. I thought, oh, so I really thought the tie was going to happen then. And I thought uh, somebody was going to take a, a rando vote, like a Xander was going to get a vote or something. And then Liana gets the next vote, and then she gets the next vote. So, you know, when you think about Xander's position with two advantages, was was this the move to make regardless? You know, it does does it is 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 it time for Xander to just get rid of advantages is the question, I guess. Did they know? Okay, so I'm wondering and they you, they probably didn't show it, but did Heather, Xander, Ricard, know that Erica was the swing vote. Yeah, so Erica had a conversation with Xander saying that she knows Danny and Deshaun are going after Ricard, and she agrees that Ricard is a huge threat. And so she was kind of probing Xander whether or not he wanted to go with them. And so it was it was relatively clear that they had, you know, Xander and Ricard wanted to work together. Xander mentioned, hey, you know, in a confessional, you know, Ricard's my shield. You know, if he's gone, I'm the biggest threat. So I'm not voting out Ricard right now. We think we have Heather. Heather, like you said, Kirk had that that one little scene where she agreed. Um, <laughs> and then Erica, you know, was was kind of claiming herself as the swing vote. So I think they knew that she was the swing vote. So I think it was a defensive extra vote play. Say say Erica swaps, then the extra vote makes it four four. Um, right. I think I'm just wondering. Point. Like I'm just wondering if 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 it were to go to rocks because he plays that extra vote, so many people are not eligible, but Erica would be eligible to pull a rock. So I'm wondering if it was leverage to Erica and they just didn't show it that like, we're going to tie it. I'm playing my extra vote. If you don't tie it with us, you're going to be one of the only like two people that have to pull a rock. That's a really good point. Yeah. I don't, I, they didn't, they didn't show that conversation, smart. but I, I, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good, I mean, threat i mean i don't know if they, they hopefully they don't present it as a threat but yeah right <laughs> hey, you can't we're gonna you can't for i mean that's why people don't move at eight because of the right. worry that it and so the extra vote allows you to take this seven number which is more dangerous and turn it into the eight number which is less dangerous and i think that's right. a good way to use the extra vote in a in a defensive maneuver i think we've seen the extra vote be used twice now as a defensive maneuver it's not a great offensive tool but defense it can play pretty well yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That completely makes sense. I I feel like I still kind of disagree with with Shans. <laughs> I I understand the strategy. I've seen the numbers break down and I I still feel like she This is this is one interesting season. I mean, we see at merge Heather and Erica vote with Shan two rounds in a row. Two rounds in a row. And in old school Survivor, you believe those people are with you traditionally moving forward. Where round three, they're, none of them are with each other the entire time. And it's like, oh, this is new Survivor. Like, this isn't even a vote. Well, I guess it is a voting block for that time period. But it's like completely gone after that. And it's like, there's no loyalty here. I mean, it is it is strictly numbers, people. And also, let's give Heather just a little bit more credit in um, having a very respectful response at Tribal Council to maybe one of the most, uh, one of the best learning experiences we as Survivor fans received 
at a tribal council. I loved her response and it was full of grace and listening. And that's, that's, I, I don't think it's going to win you the game, Heather. <laughs> I think you need to make a move, but um, it's probably going to take you to the final three. I think. Yeah, I, I, I would be, I'm, I'd be surprised if Heather's not our zero vote finalist at this point. I think that's, yeah. I mean, they're playing the game wrong if she's not. Um, although maybe I, I'm always the proponent of it. And I, I think Rob Sassino is always saying this of just, hey, vote that person out because they're taking up a spot. You know, you could be one of those three spots, yeah. you know, vote out the Heather because she's taking that final spot. But yeah, I mean, she had a great response. Xander had a, had a great response. I, I, you know, it was a very poignant tribal council. Um, I, I think the thing that you're talking about, Kirk, I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen it in games before and, and Brandon, I'm sure you've seen it in games before where you just have that person that's just a little wishy-washy. I feel like Heather and maybe Eric are just really hard to get a read on. And so even though they're working with, you know, Ricard or Xander on this vote or, or with Shane, the other vote, it's like one of those things of like, they're just wishy-washy enough or just kind of floaty enough that you're like, I don't know if they're really with me. So I need to make sure I'm doing everything that even if they're go a wall, I'm safe. And I, I think there's just a, something to be said about, you know, better being safe than sorry with those type of players. Yeah. I mean, think of this current group of players, of course, we still have Heather and Erica from the original Luvu tribe, but then we have Xander, who they were not with. And then we have Ricard, who their alliance was kind of with, but when you look at it, they always were at the, the first vote, they voted on different sides to create the tie. So really, you thought the decision-making was maybe happening elsewhere in that decision. I, I find it fascinating that this group of four have coalesced into something <laughs> but i i also am very skeptical and i feel it's almost exciting because i don't feel like this is the final four <laughs> no i, mean, I don't either underreported that there are four luvu members still in the game out of the final six i mean i feel like they're not necessarily working together but that's another connection that is out there that's being underutilized and maybe with liana and shan gone i mean that's something that danny and deshaun turn to um as an i mean i i'm amazed that there are four of them standing i mean when i mean we saw in can you survive brandon i mean the green tribe get decimated being the, yeah. the six that heads into the merge you know i don't i don't know how they did it do you have any idea i wouldn't even begin to get i mean they were so fractured um going into the merge and they probably my guess is they were openly fractured like everyone else could tell like this is not a group of people that's going to work together. Um, so my guess is they were just so openly fractured that it just was not a thing that they even bothered uh, worrying about. Um, but I don't know if I was in that position, there's no way I would let an entire original tribe make it this far. It sounds like we have some uh, drumming It's a, uh, in the background on my end. I don't know what, what that is, but it sounds like tribal council's coming. Or <laughs> uh, Snyder, they probably came together to orchestrate an old school pagonging. Uh, that if would be... We get, if we get one of those new, like, for, season 41 flashbacks of them orchestrating that hey we're gonna pretend not to be together but we've secretly been together and we're the final four the whole time next week that will <laughs> blow my mind um, right and, and i'll send in fan favorite vote for heather at that point <laughs> <laughs> yikes 
girl, you couldn't walk through some ropes, but you could get to the final four. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm here for it. Um, you know, we speculated a couple episodes ago. Once this four, uh, once the once they started voting out blue members that maybe there's a little spark inside of them that's a little concerned and maybe they still are touching base with each other just to make sure names are maybe not as much on the block as they think. Um, I mean, the two names on the block this time were Ricard and Liana, not a Luvu member. Could be. Speaking of, let's, let's look at the players. Uh, this is the first draft that we uh did on our preseason episode with Jillian Larson and Lance the LRG king and it's looking bad for Jillian and me <laughs> yikes <laughs> uh oh but Jillian staying strong with Heather and I have the uh, the Deshaun uh, Sophie tier crocodile tears Deshaun Radin that I just I don't have as much faith in right now. I think Lance, I, I, the odds are Lance has got this. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, I'll take four yeah. picks in our draft. That that sounds fun. The odds are yeah. definitely in his favor. <laughs> well, sounds good, Cam. Let's get right to it. Here is our draft. We're gonna we're gonna pull out uh, Miss Liana, since you are not gonna be a part of this draft. We'll see you later. Let's see if I can get you off the page. So here are the six that we have. Cam, you get the first pick. Uh, do, uh, Cam, I think you can decide how this draft goes all together. Do you want to okay. do a? Do you want to? Well, uh, you're not going to want to do a snake draft. You're probably going to want to pick fourth. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take third in the snake draft. Yeah, that's that that works for me because I have no idea what the what the editing okay. is trying to imply. So I'll take third, uh, and we'll give we'll give Brandon just one shot at it. So we'll give him number one. So all right, right. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So Brandon, all right. Well, I'm gonna go into this knowing that I have someone who's gonna make the final three in Heather. Um, but my first pick is going to be Ricard. Okay. You know, everybody preseason was rooting for Ricard. Everybody still is. I still what? think this is this is so crazy. I feel like his eyes are sneaky. Mm. Is this a thing? Can somebody's eyes be sneaky? Like every time he looks at the camera, I'm like, oh, he's he's sneaky. He's somebody <laughs> to look out for. Is is this a bias? I don't I don't know. I honestly feel it. Um, all right. Oh God, I don't know who I'm gonna pick. Okay, there's my girl Heather. Not gonna pick you. Um, Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, Deshaun, Xander, Danny. Oh, wait, before I go, before I pick, thank you, Troy. <laughs> thank you. There's there's somebody that validates this feeling. All right. I am going to go 
I mean, I can't really pick Deshaun because I already got him picked in another draft. So why why go with this dude? I am going to go and hope that he is the first ex-professional player to win this game. Because of the edit today, I am going to pick Danny. Oh, I'm on the wrong screen. I got to click the <laughs> right screen. <laughs> I'm clicking our stream yard and I'm thinking, why isn't it moving? Okay. <laughs> I love Danny. I I mean, whether or not he's the winner, I feel like I've just had just so much fun watching him. Like, I don't know. He's just seems to have a like good competitive mind. Like I'm thinking back to when um, Heather or, or Tiffany, whoever it was, was struggling on the challenge. And, you know, he, he was the first one that ran up and was like, Hey, you know, we win as a team, we lose as a team. Like just a, a just seems like such a solid guy. I really like him a lot. Um, all right. Well, I will take Deshaun as my first pick. I think he's he's got the snake edit, but I think you know he could have redeemed himself. I think he's he's done enough. I, I think he's he's got some game in him. And now this is the tough pick. Uh, <sighs> uh, I I guess I'll stand by the fact that I think this episode to me. Oh, maybe. I don't know. She was shown as being the swing vote. <laughs> I'm being tricked by everyone convinced that Erica's winning a little bit. Uh, I'll go with Erica. Sure. Give me give me Erica. We'll, we'll see. She was, uh, what did, what did they, what, what, what did she call herself? She was the baby with the machine gun and she was the, the lamb that turned into a lion. So hopefully she's the winner. <laughs> She was actually calling Shan, I think, the baby with the machine Oh, it wasn't gun. even herself? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I could be mistaken. I don't remember this stuff perfectly. Uh, that said, uh, Brandon. It's totally gonna, fine. Yeah, you're going to stick with Heather. I knew it. I'm going to take the idol to final six, and hopefully he plays it correctly. Um, and Danny doesn't go home because of his idol, but I could actually see that happening, <laughs> which would suck. Actually, actually, I would be down for finally an idol getting played correctly this season. I, I'd be down with it. For real? Like, like let's do something right, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, friends, this is locked and loaded. And Love next it. next week, we're gonna when we do our recap, we will check back on this to see who is the ultimate winner of the uh, last close to last episode uh, draft that we just did. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, so, friends, next week's a little bit different. Um, uh, this is uh, the finale, right? Are we there? Are no, we, we got we got one more. We got one more, which is one weird. I, yeah. So. Wait. Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Two, two more weeks. What? So I, <laughs> even though I'm leading the podcast of this, I don't even know how many episodes there are. So, uh, not the finale. I will be. Uh, oh my gosh! Literally, the finale of this show is on my dress rehearsal. Ooh. I will be like bags under my eyes. Like I will be exhausted after three hours of survival. <laughs> and then we have a we have a performance and a filming the next day so that will be a blast perfect 
Um, so they, as my kids say, sleep deprived Mr. Carlson is their favorite Mr. Carlson. So I'll be bringing it in two weeks, folks. Um, I'll be stoked to see you next week. And I am forgetting right now who our special guests are. I believe in the next two weeks, you're going to see Survivor British Columbia. Um, that is one of our special guests coming up. Um, as always, make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell, whatever. We are on Facebook, YouTube, and now we're on Twitter as well. So you could follow us there and see these podcasts all the time. Uh, Brandon, what's coming up with, uh, where are you guys at with Can You Survive? We have been doing interviews for a month. Uh, we have two more weeks of applications being open and doing interviews, and then we'll be selecting our cast. Um, so applications are due on the 15th, and then we'll be choosing uh, our 2022 cast um, right after that. So oh we God. are almost there. Game takes place, uh, what, what day is uh, early it's early August, right? Yes, uh, it's early August, August 3rd through 7th. We added a day, so it's five days this year. So excited. It's already making it so much easier to plan. Um, and they can apply on our Facebook page, Can You Survive Charity Event. Um, I know Dustin just asked that. Um, and I forgot what else you asked me. Um, Where it's, it's in Maine, or right outside of Bangor. Yeah, right outside of Bangor, Maine. One pro to applying is we'll pick you up from the airport. Um, Ooh, two, weeks to to apply. two weeks, two weeks to apply. apply. And if, if yeah. there's any any additional reason to apply is that I will be personally snuffing your torch. Or maybe if you're lucky, you won't get your torch snuffed by me. Yeah. <laughs> if you're very, very lucky. <laughs> very, very lucky. It's going to be and very... Very low odds, very low odds next year because we are doing 25 people, which you're probably thinking to yourself, that doesn't split into teams. It doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) And and Dustin also asked about the charity aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. It's a charity event. So everyone just like live to give. It's for whatever charity you want to play for. Um, and uh, you raise money for the prize pool. You get half of whatever you raise. Um, and then it, the farther you get in the game, the more chances you have at earning more money for your charity. Yeah. The best of the best. There was some serious, great gameplay, amazing challenges last season. And, and literally... I'm jealous, but the best live feeds that you could possibly have with the best commentary ever. I mean, I was writing down and stealing ideas constantly. It is so great to watch. So you also need to head to Can You Survive? Follow, like the page, because you are going to get a ton of great entertainment when it come August next year, and it will come sooner than you think. You have two weeks to apply, friends. And even if you have never thought you could do this, five days raising money for your favorite charity. And who knows, you could be the winner and you could raise the most money for your particular charity and live the adventure of a lifetime. It is a great experience. Be there for season two, Can You Survive?, um, Brandon, thanks again for joining in uh, as you did uh, right, at, right on time. <laughs> right on time. <laughs> thank, thank you. This was fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And Cam, as always, it's fun to chill with you. And I love watching you on these podcasts as well. So it's nice to finally uh, get to be on one again with you. Yeah, great to catch up, Kirk. Thanks for having us. 
absolutely. And we'll see you next week with not the finale of Survivor, but the second to last episode. We'll see you then, folks.